0: This is Super Pulp Science, where we talk about how genre gets made. We have brought a special uh, horror guest, Dr. Jonathan Ball, to help us break story on a horror story right now. We have exactly half an hour before Dan has to get somewhere, Justin. So can we make up a horror
1: graphic novel story? Because Sure, same problem. Same, same basic.
2: Uh, I don't think it supply. is the same basic
1: elements. Oh. Uh, so this is my theory. You guys can correct me on this, maybe. So I think you've got, you know, you've got three core types of conflict, right? You know, your external conflict, which is usually best served in film. You've got your social conflicts, which are usually best served in the theater. You've got your internal conflicts, which are usually best served in prose fiction. Like just in terms of. The medium, mm. that's what they lend themselves best towards. Well, of course, they can do other things. I think my theory of this, and you guys can maybe correct me, I think the graphic novel medium, is a, a comics medium, let's say, is an interesting one because to me, like the conflict that works best in comics is a formal conflict between... Um, like, So, for example, how Justin's artwork works so well and lends itself so well to, I think, comics, is, like, you've got this formal setup often between, like, things that are very large trying to overwhelm things that are small. And, like, the formal struggle between, like, this large thing trying to overwhelm a small thing and this small thing trying to, you know, not be subsumed, I think, like, that weirdly Is a is a conflict that can proceed and escalate and develop throughout the comics medium, and like those sorts of formal conflicts, I think lend themselves best. I think what
0: you're recognizing, though, and Justin just had a sharp intake of breath, so I know he has something to add here, uh, that images allow you to establish what prose takes a long time to establish. So in the image, you can have the symbolism of the big versus small. Tacitly present right up front and not mention it. But can you structure a story that way? But in prose, you have to build up to the symbols and let the reader finally realize it over maybe the course of 100 pages that that's what you've established. So that that is absolutely true that comics are different in that way. But I don't think they're what
1: I mean is that I think the conflicts that work best in comics, and maybe you can correct me, but I think the conflicts that work best in conflicts are formal conflicts huh. that are expressed visually, and they develop. I mean, you've got other things happening, of course, in a story. But you could even just take this narrative away and have, you know, like... What um, were you going to throw A in Week there? of Days does that,
2: and Saman de Bon sort of does that um, kind of formal development. I was just gonna like I'm kind of I'm looking at I've got a couple of canvases on the wall across from me of my stuff and a lot of big versus small examples and what I really love about that um, composition is the implied narrative. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see what happened before to know a lot of stuff just happened and where we have the snapshot of the moment. But in storytelling, you usually have to you show build up the to. build up and like the lead off. But what I like about that single composition is what it does to the mind of the viewer. Like, they can't help but create the world of the before and after, this snapshot of this huge monster and this little warrior.
1: So I'm curious about how you guys would take a comic, like, develop a comic story. then. Because to me, like, if I was going to try to develop a comic story, I would start with, okay, well, is there a formal visual conflict that I can center things around and start developing?
0: Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. So, And I would um, start,
1: weirdly, like, I would come up with, like, a form and visual
0: schematic. So I thought we were going to do a story break episode. Well, this should become a story break. No, we're going to, it sounds like what we're going to do instead is we're going to talk about the mechanics of certain compositions in order to establish. Like, so, for example, if you're doing a horror story, uh, one of the conflicts that you have to overcome is decide how much you're going to show or not show. What's happening between panels or on panel right? So if you have, you know, it's like the the classic example, and this I'm stealing this right from uh, Scott McCloud's Making Comics, you can have the axe overhead and then the next panel shows a scream and you know what happened in the space between, or you can show the axe hitting someone and the blood spurting and the head rolling off, and which kind of horror you want, you have to decide how much you're going to show. But then you also have this relationship between uh, tone, so like In the Imagination Manifesto, one of my early things, I was trying to experiment with how little I could show. How much could I make completely obscured with black and just have things peek into it? And I'm staring at my collage here that has a whole bunch of pieces from that where only a little bit of the face is showing through, only a little bit of the fingers, maybe the barrel of the gun. So it's just what is being revealed, right? But it is still just setting up that explanation. Well, let's
1: break story though. But like, what I mean is like, let's break a comic story and this is my experiment I want to try with you guys. Because okay. you're know, you're comics guys. So let's make a comic story around this is the concept. Greens versus reds. <laughs> this is breaker Like that's where we're gonna start. We're gonna develop a story out of
0: Greens versus reds. Greens so, versus okay, reds. Okay, now what's interesting is Does in that comics sense? you can do that because uh, in illustration, color matters. The color theory is mm-hmm. the thing. So who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, and which will that color represent? Justin, go.
1: Who's bad and who's good? So we can have like a real story with characters and stuff, but like just
0: the visual dynamic. No, of but what let's just be visual. Is. is the good guy's green or is the good guy's red?
2: Good guys are green.
0: Good guys are green? Yeah. Okay, so red is the bad guy. So immediately what I see, and I've, I use this in Will I See, um, you can now use a single panel just with the color red filling in as that midpoint. So imagine what I was saying before. You have the axe raised. Then you have a single red panel, right? Then you have another panel with a scream. The color fills in everything that happened without you having to show anything, right? So it's green. OK, so we're going to do a story break.
2: So when you say like green versus red, you just like the visually is somehow yeah,
0: good. that's going to be like
1: a visual concept that yeah. we're going to just develop throughout this it, right. so it's it, the jungle
2: something no i'm thinking what about something in a greenhouse and a gardener is cutting up bodies and putting them in plants and then selling the plants or something to dispose of the bodies
0: we had that in uh dear listener we had that happen in canada do
2: you remember you yeah, realize yeah, you're yeah. stealing this right from thing?
0: the news that's a real thing let's i don't want to glorify that person yeah. but yeah yeah hit people okay so we've got a gardener and so here's a funny thing and i'm going to digress for a moment i don't like glorifying real acts of violence <laughs> but i sure do like making them up and i'm not sure what that says about me or the people who like to read those things but uh, uh, nonetheless so we have a gardener we don't have time to change any idea that we stick to so here we are now Green versus red is our color theme. Red's going to represent the bad. Uh, It's a gardener in a greenhouse. Is that the hero or the monster? I
2: feel like there's a mulcher of some kind involved. Okay, so the gardener is a
1: monster, and somehow the greenhouse will turn on him, like, you know, in some sort of strange development.
2: Maybe the plants will, like, the more people he feeds to the plants, the more the plants start to become carnivorous.
0: Okay, so a little bit. um, uh, And they start to to crave the human, the What's the one with the musical and the plant? Oh, uh, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. So we got to steer clear of Little Shop of Horrors. But you have 22 pages to set up this comic. So page one, you have the greenhouse. You show all the green. You show all that color. You show the lush, like, idea of nature. But you said the green's going to be the good guys. So this comes to your idea of the greenhouse itself becomes the hero in the end, right? Yeah, it's the monster. You know, he, he's, like, he starts to kill...
1: So For let's have reason. that gardener,
0: and instead of yellow gloves, which you often see the gardener in, we'll give him red gloves. So, sure. So it immediately follows. Uh, you set up three rules of horror uh, recently in another podcast, which were that it has to be abnormal, abnormal transgressive, and symbolic. Sure. So he's, a, he's an abnormal gardener because why? Because he's makes killing it, people. Because he's killing people. Okay, good. What is the transgressive things that's going on? He's putting them... He's killing. In,
2: he's not just putting them in. He's like blending them into. He's like them a in fertilizer property. smoothie. Yeah. For the oh, party. okay. All right. Who are a, his victims, and why did they? A New Zealand why do they deserve movie? it? Maybe it was New Zealand or Australian, where it was a fertilizer company, and they were like they were kind of crazy um, killers as well. And they some teenagers like trespassed onto their land, and. They were, they had them tied up, and the one guy pushed one of the teenagers into their like fertilizer mulcher machine. And then he realized that the like the scared meat blood of somebody Hmm. he just killed was like really high levels of whatever they needed in their fertilizer. So he started this trend of like torturing people in like, horrific way so he could kill them somehow
0: epinephrine levels helped his uh his it was
2: it's kind of a dark comedy it's not straight up horror it was kind of goofy kind Um, of like like plastic or tremors feed feed me now I can't. Page one establishing image. Page one is the scene of him standing over the body like, okay, what do I do now? Where do I put this? So so here's
0: my thought though. Page one of your comic is the greenhouse, establishing what it is. All greens. Then now you open it parts and the body to a two page spread. Of inside the greenhouse yeah. and on, on the one side you have the entrance of the greenhouse with all of the greens and all and I met my wife in a greenhouse so I know all about and at the other side of that page is the, the red, red. has yeah, a splash yeah. which then forces you now to turn the page again It makes you complicit in the horror and then the next two page sequence whether it's panels or a spread shows the horrible actions of the character
2: while we're like He's guy this, let's do better. foil red for all oh the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Spot UV, red. maybe spot, spot UV yeah, on all the yeah. reds.
0: So now we've gotten uh, into the first five pages. You now have no more time in a twenty-two page comic to establish the set. You don't have any more uh, mm-hmm. real estate. Now you have to get into some actual plot actions. So somebody, maybe I think, arrives too soon or too late to the scene. Right. They're picking up their plants. They love their they have a little bit of exposition, like they're driving their car up the lane They're like, oh, this is my favorite. These plants always grow so well. Oh, maybe there's a secret ingredient. No, Marsha. It's just seeds like all plants are the same. Right. You have some kind of thing like that.
2: A little bit of Sweeney Todd going on. Here yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So then they arrive. And what is how do we get them across that threshold in a way that is interesting to the reader? What brings them there?
2: Is this Gardner, like, super charming and smiley and, like, Mr. Rogers-esque? Or is he kind of a creepy dude? I feel like he should be, like, a Ned Flanders.
0: Okay. Like, so just, let's imagine yeah. it's a Ned Flanders type, and he just comes bumbling out. Maybe and it's, he even just has
1: an appointment for these people. They're picking up their thing. He forgot about it or just, you know, whatever. He's Maybe he's killed his business partner or something has happened. We don't know the backstory of who this person is Yeah, we don't know the yet. backstory, yeah. But he's, like, dealing with them... He, you know, a rival florists trying to keep them away from
0: <laughs> going back here or whatever. Okay. So they arrive, they're picking up their plants. Um, that gets us maybe two pages in, right, where we show them come up. We have a page of exposition. We introduce ourselves to those people. Now we're rounding out close to the 10-page mark. We better get into some serious action. They find or spot some activity. Maybe the... Maybe the blood has too recently been put into the plants. And so when they pick up, say, I, I used to work in a greenhouse in my misspent youth. Somebody could
2: drop a potted plant and it bleeds onto the floor. This is what I'm saying. Like it could <laughs> be great. if the
0: water is too soon or like it's not dry enough, then they're heavier and they're dripping and there's red. And he could talk about like, oh, there's a lot of iron in this soil. Like he, there's a lot of things you could say.
2: Or it could be um, somebody notices that we, we can kind of skip ahead in time. And there's certain plants... That are growing really well, but those certain plants are a very specific kind of plant that only grow well in cemeteries. Or, oh, funny. You know, yeah. like, I like okay. your
1: visual of like he, somebody drops the plant trying to transport it out. It cracks the whole um, yeah. thing, breaks, and there's like a human hand now. Yeah,
0: like, or a bunch of dirt on the yeah, human like two. lying, uh, or whatever, fingernails, like a
1: fingernails. finger in the in the soil. What if
0: though? What if you have okay? You want to set up what the actual sort of dark comedy is? Is that the people are in there? Those people who've come to get the plants, they leave and on the lane, right, you could still use the same because it's one verb per character per panel. They could come and go, and in those same panels, you could have, like, a police detective arriving,
2: right? Maybe, maybe. We don't show that that's how he's been disposing of the bodies. The whole first three acts of the comic is just the police catching this serial murder, and it's the reveal at the end that he has put, like, over 40 different bodies have been distributed throughout the city... In these potted plants, and that's the reveal at the See, end. Sound like moving to some so sort kind of, of a short story.
0: Yeah, you could do... more it. of
2: a like tales. If we're going to the tales of the crypt, um, but tales thing, of the crypt, the the, the, the only have half the, an hour. To the do vines this.
1: have to come and
0: entangle him
1: and that's show so him right.
0: out. Like yeah. the cops can't solve the mystery. So I like your idea. So if we take your idea of the plant that only grows in the cemetery, and yeah. he actually has been feeding it, you know, unbeknownst to him.
2: Yeah, he didn't realize right
0: that his terrible transgressive behavior has caused the plant to cross the line from yeah. a typical sort of benign uh synanthropic species into we one have that, that now that scene like you shouldn't be able have.
2: to grow this plant the only way this plant thrives is if it's like
0: yeah, I mean a human remains on a corpse. Yeah. yeah by yeah. slaughterhouses or by yeah right. uh, yeah okay so you could build and up then to that and it just starts to Feed its way into him somehow so the old DC horror comics you never see the f- the aftermath right you just build up So you'd set up the tone you'd have a few pages where you show the greenhouse and all that green you show um, How the person is killed and put into the pot of plants you have a little bit of humor where someone shows up and they're thrilled to have the plant and then um, Somebody shows up maybe a horticulturalist who is then talking about this plant, right? Uh, finding I, out about it. And I like
2: this, like, plants eat and, them in the end. And then the They're plants come and It makes me
1: think, you mentioned the other podcast who did Creepshow at the start. It makes yeah. me think a little bit of the fungus that takes over the guy in Creep Show, Right, yeah. You know, that, something along those lines could be, like, moved towards your final image. He's yeah.
2: feeding, he's slowly feeding what becomes a monster. So what if the and, yeah.
0: horticulturalist has arrived to buy the greenhouse... But it turns out he wants to buy it from a serial killer. And so it should be that it's a terrifying moment where he finds out that it's a serial killer there. But he's not concerned because he is able to somehow activate the plant to eat the guy. And then you have this great EC horror like monster finish where you have the creepy horticulturalist, the evil plant, and the actual victim of the story is the murderer from the first 20 pages. Mm -hmm. I think that could be a good twist. How many minutes do we have left? 11 minutes. But is uh, a good little uh, I like story. it. Good job.
2: Must be blood. Tui, that's disgusting. So, like,
0: so let's imagine we're not in charge. Some comics thing. Right? We've been given this script now. This is an important thing because this happens in comics. You get given a script. To you guys. And you're not in charge. Right? You have to then interpret that script. Let's imagine that the story we've been given, right, that we just came up with is the script we're given, which means we're not allowed to change it except in visual Elements we can change visual elements of the script, but not plot elements of the script. So, how would each of you deal with
1: it separately? I'm curious
0: about that. Like, how would you do it
1: versus how would um, Justin do it?
2: I can already kind of envision the like the visually how I would be handling this. So, lay it out. Yeah, it's hard. Um, Yeah, it's hard because like I know the shades of green I would use. It would like I would have like no flowers. It would all be green. So when you do have that red, it is so stark like everything would have um like a bit of green thrown into it see Could you no, end up with
0: red flowers at the see, end no, or well, there, well, or maybe no? red flowers at the end but what i see just be stick with green visually is that these greens like when we're talking about these greens yeah the plant green but also yeah. i love the idea of because it's a greenhouse you have this yellow these yellow beams that are interacting with that green making that green yellow kind of vibe mm-hmm. which then on our color wheel you know color theorists when the red shows up if you have it as true red, it's, it's going like, to pop against that yeah. green and yellow so brightly. And if you were going to use a spot UV, I think then I'm going to use
2: spot UV. Yeah,
0: it would be bonkers, mm-hmm. right? So then, then you don't want to overuse it. Then the red, in my mind, is maybe his rubber boots it's and a punctuation. his gloves it's a, a yeah. couple of times, and then you save the big reveal of that red for later. So you make the gloves, the mm. boots, the drips, maybe have a full page to that now yeah.
2: is all red yeah. like everything and you like how I would build this just from like a technical standpoint is probably I would be doing things in grayscale and then like overlaying the green after oh, yeah. so making yeah, yeah. sure things work as black and white and then turning that black and white to shades of green which
0: is a good general like if you have lots of objects that overlap mm-hmm. that are from the same color family that can be a really good shortcut to figure out whether your composition is good using grayscale it's kind of like do great first. I, yeah. I've heard musicians say that, like,
1: even if they're punk
0: or you know, heavy metal
1: musicians, they'll they'll sometimes say like, if the song works on an acoustic guitar, it's a good song.
2: Same right. yeah deal. If you take a illustration that's fully colored and you turn it to grayscale and it gets all muddy, then you need to work on something. Yeah. But if it works in grayscale, once it's colored, then you know... And for the dear listener who doesn't strong. know
0: what we mean by muddy, what we're looking for is uh, high contrast. So yeah. you can tell the different layers, the foreground, midgrounds, backgrounds, in a good, in a well-balanced grayscale image, it will work as well as it does in a well-balanced color image. But if everything seems now to be super flat, and, uh, and the term we use is muddy, right, where everything kind of bleeds together, then maybe you need to change your contrast. Yeah. And uh, the easiest thing for a person just starting out is to remember that um, all objects uh, cast shadows on the objects they're touching, right? That every object that is touching another object is casting a shadow on that object. It's the one thing that I find with uh, students who are just beginning to draw complicated compositions (coughs) really helps because you can draw a, a, a rough layout. Really quickly, and then go in with a heavy black or with a charcoal, and then just start smudging in shadows. When every object, anywhere an object overlaps, it casts a shadow. And now you have a really high contrast composition. And the farther away you want something to feel, you make that shadow deeper. Hmm. Right? That can that can uh, that can really work in a in a long composition. Like if you want to show a corridor, right? You have your uh, receding. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for perspective lines there you go and they come to a final point if you color that in point real dark it seems far away right It's the most uh, hmm.
2: erudite example I can get. figured out my cover I'm going to call the story green thumb and it's going to be the finger <laughs> a fingerprint um, like a fingerprint made out of like green leaves but then there's like a spot of blood at the top of the fingerprint nice. and it's like dripping down
0: yeah, Ooh, I like nice. yeah. Um, see, on a
2: black background.
0: see I would have the cover be a hill with one of those old-school, like, British glass greenhouses on the top of the hill.
2: That's where I see this whole thing taking place, too, is in a big glass greenhouse. And Mm.
0: that spot UV is in all the panels of glass of the greenhouse. It's called the greenhouse, but it's red. What do you guys mean by spot UV? I don't quite understand that.
2: Um, So it's like you print something normally, CMYK, so it's printed like a normal color. And then they go on with a special plate... And it's almost like adding a varnish to it. So that mm. one spot is really shiny. Oh, okay. Um, so it immediately, your eye is drawn immediately to that one shiny spot.
0: The reason you don't see it a lot anywhere is it's, it's expensive. prohibitively expensive. expensive. So right. when Justin said, as long as we're dreaming up something, yeah. right, sure. this is the perfect version of it.
2: We're not talking about one hungry plant here. We're talking about world conquest.
1: I think the trick and the thing to really keep in mind as a writer is be like, to not write many words. <laughs> no, know, not at first. You like, want... I would go like maybe five
2: pages without a word in your scenario. Him until the people show and up. Disposing yeah. of the body, yeah. I think, is completely silent. Yeah. There's no words until that first person shows up. You don't up. know who yeah. the person is.
1: You don't know why. You maybe never learn who that person That's
2: is. That's right. And I think a lot of people
0: don't realize that um, if they're wanting to write comics, uh, they don't have to put words on every panel. They've written the panel, someone else drew it. They don't have to then come in but what also can be a good tool is if you can write it out silently then the artist produces it um you can go back in and add exposition you can add some words you can add some things over top of it the marvel his
2: backstory as he's disposing of the
0: body you could make that decision now the hiccup that you may run into if you do it that way and the artist doesn't know that you're planning to put in exposition or put in stuff over top you need a room for those yeah they haven't left a room in their own compositions for it so that can be um, a troublesome thing so what you can what you communicate to your illustrator in that case is that um, i have the plot points i'm not sure how much exposition there will be but there will be some
2: so if it was me writing this first scene we we show the establishing shot of the greenhouse we go in we see that he's just recently killed somebody I think I'd have panels of just everyday. It's Tuesday. It's this temperature outside. Right. Um, these are ready to be harvested. These flowers are about to go on sale. And in between these like <laughs> little like snippets of like you everyday information, the... we see him hacking apart a body. Right. And,
1: That's great. Yeah. 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 That contrast, like those juxtapositions, are really powerful. And and that, in that shows that
2: this is everyday. This isn't something yeah. unusual. It's very calm, collected. He's done this before. Right. We're establishing that it's he's got like again, a mortar
0: and pestle and grinding the teeth, so they're just powder and sprinkling them in on the yeah. See, to I have me, to again, remember
2: to pay per view that show, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, right.
0: that, but that to me, like those are the kinds of conflicts
1: that work best in comics. Like here's a normal everyday, like you know, it's forty two degrees, it's whatever, and then like hacking apart a part of body, you're you covered know. In blood so like just the text. So, the text is, doing an, about, yeah. text is
0: mundane. The you know the the visuals are these graphic horrors and this is why film borrows from comics so much and why comics borrow from film so much even though they are separate mediums is this idea that um the viewer is not complicit in what they're shown next you get to show them whatever you want to show them now in a film you just cut to it if you want to you know disturb somebody you just cut to something horrible in comics the best way to do is to hide it on the page turn Right? So they're reading along and then they get to the page and they're like, oh, what a pleasant day at the greenhouse this (laughs) is. And then now they've turned the page and something has been revealed. You don't have quite the power of the cut like film does, but you do have this added bonus that it's not your fault they saw it. It's their fault because they're the one that actually turned
2: the page. Right? Complicit. So for example, in like the comic version, you could do a scene where this Ned is talking to the policeman and in the foreground, behind these trees, a the viewer can see like body parts, but right they're in the it's midground. Very long, yeah. yeah, so you're staring right at these body parts, and behind that is the conversation that's happening. And then in the film, you'd cut from like. Yeah, them talking in the greenhouse and then you would cut to cut the to, back room where there's the bodies. Or you often have a camera
0: move, so you yeah. have like a crane shot or you have a pitch, right? So it swings down, so the camera shows oh, them, like you have a wide shot, shot of them. you can them. see
2: bodies yeah. in the trees. Right, and oh, then you swing great.
0: the camera down. Like, you know, for example, you have two people out in the yard, you can see the camera swings down now to a point of view on the other side of the fence where the body is. A right? writing,
1: sorry, I was just say a writing issue that people don't often think about when when dealing with a story like this is like, you, I always think of writing as a sort of information management. You've got all this information as a writer about the story and like the question is like what do you give the reader when? And what I find more and more is like the reader does not need hardly any information. Like you've got like 300 pieces of information you give them. They really only need three. Right. And it's hard to like That restraint is very difficult for. So that's the beauty Mm -hmm. of illustration. They don't need to know who this body is. They don't need to know why they were killed. They don't need to know like. But here's the beauty of illustration.
0: I can show you who the who the person who the victim was, what their job was, where they what they last ate. I can show like that they have loved ones. I can do all that in the illustration. You can show the wallet on the table with the family photos. Yeah, he has a name tag. Yeah, you can show the clothes they were wearing. Like you can do all this stuff that doesn't feel like interruptive exposition mm-hmm. that it does in prose.
2: So that's writing.
0: Right?
1: Yeah. But it's, a, it's a real discipline, I think, for, for writers, especially writing who's, you know, starting out, to, like, realize, oh, the reader doesn't need to know why this person has been killed. Right. They just need to know, they just need to be in the situation that's happening now. The situation now is this guy is hacking up a body and putting it in the flower
0: pot. So if you're, well, if you're talking about story structure, they don't need to know that They don't need the backstory. They only need to know that this character is capable of that, so you show them what they've done. But now, if you're going to have them continue on in the story in a way that connects to the reader, the reader has feelings and emotions and fears, you need to now show them why they wouldn't want the next victim to suffer sure. the way they've just been presented the first victim, right? Uh, EC Horror Comics didn't do that. That One of the reasons <laughs> they got so much flack uh, in that era that McCarthy era of like, oh, this is, you know, making all the kids evil is that it was setting up horror as a comedy punchline. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, there's a monster and it ate them. Oh, that guy deserved it. You know, he cheated on his wife and now he's been eaten by her dead ghost, right? Like all of these things were um, sort of tend- tangential. Um, they weren't part of horror at its real core. So. Yeah, there were jokes.
1: I mean, horror and comedy are really similar in a lot of ways yeah. and, and because they have that... Um, Excess interest you know like I always say like if, if you take the Hitchcock's The Birds and you wanted to make it a comedy you just add more birds uh, <laughs> right but to make it a horror like if you start like initially like to make it a horror you need uh, there's a certain there's a great scene in that movie where um there's like birds on the background landing right. on the play yeah. structure and he you know he's, they're like curious yeah. having a cigarette then you just keep cutting back. There's more birds and more birds. But at a certain point, there's too many birds and it's horrible, <laughs> right. right? Like there's yeah. some invisible line where like there's too many birds now and it's terrifying and strange and yeah. unnatural. But too it's abnormal. too many more and it's silly now. Yeah, yeah. so like there's a, it's yeah. a fine line, but like they both have this interest in, you know, things like
0: excess and they have this punchline structuring often. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been Super Pulp Science where we talk about how genre gets made, uh, particularly horror today. And we're encouraging you to join the fight and make comics.